Lift, episode 29. I'm Greg Cunningham, and I want to say thank you for joining me for today's episode, which is going to kind of be a continuation of last week's episode. Now, last week I talked about how sometimes we find ourselves waiting around for perfection. We could be waiting for the perfect moment to do something, or refining and refining a deliverable, or waiting until you are completely prepared or trained or ready or whatever that may be. Now, these are just some of the phrases that are a manifestation of us sitting around and waiting for perfection in some way, shape, or form. Maybe it's a little bit of procrastination too. Now, there are absolutely times when waiting for just the right moment is critical. Say, jumping from a speeding train car that is racing towards the bridge that has just been blown up. And on the flip side, I don't think you want to just jump blindly. You should probably wait until you're out of the tunnel to try jumping off the train. But, since most of our lives do not parallel the latest spy or action movie, maybe we should think about how often we find ourselves waiting for the perfect moment, and is that the best thing to do? So what I'd like to talk about today is being more flexible in deciding when to take action. For today's discussion, I'm going to use the phrase, good enough is good enough. So stick around. Now, before I get into the topic, just remember to like, share, follow, subscribe, do all of those things because that really helps get the word out about the podcast. And check out my website, Mountain Eagle Consulting, and the show notes for other great resources. Now, let's talk a little bit of story time here. Recently, I turned in a deliverable for a client. I don't know if this is really a story, just more of an experience, but I, I had a deliverable that I needed to turn in for a client. I had spent a lot of hours working on it, and it was a strategic document, and it ended up being a pretty long presentation. Now, that was intentional. I mean, normally I wouldn't want to turn in a 30-slide presentation, but there was a lot of information, and this was intended to be a jumping point for a lot of conversations, a more refined strategy document, and it was also kind of a project plan all put into this one presentation. I knew this wasn't going to be the final. This was just an educational opportunity to get things going, but I kept putting off sharing it and kept putting it off and putting it off. Now, I really should have shared it much, much earlier so I could get started on the next iteration, which, is, which always was the most likely outcome. I mean, we rarely get to turn one thing in and it's perfect and there we go, even if we try and make it that way. It wasn't wasted effort because the work was needed, the research, the details, all of that information needed to be in there to help educate my client. But if I hadn't been trying to make my first pass perfect, I could have gotten input and started making changes soon. Now, it's not a big deal, but if I had been completely off track and had to redo everything, I could have found myself starting over. That would have been a waste of time for me and a waste of time and resources for my client. So I probably should have moved sooner now that it didn't have a major impact, but it could have. And in addition to this experience, I want to talk a little bit about what I found when I was in product management. Now, when I got hired to be a product manager, I had no real formal product management experience, so I didn't have a way of doing things. I went to a few days of training to learn about methodologies and stuff like that, and I was taught about Agile, which is, here's my take, those of you that are real product managers out there might roll your eyes, but basically it's 
move quickly, don't wait for perfection, and iterate along the way. So it ties in very, very well with, with what we're talking about today. I decided that for me and the development team I had with me that we would go extreme on this, that we wouldn't worry so much about making things perfect, that we would really focus on making them good enough and then get it out there and go. And I was building a brand new feature from scratch, so we didn't have anything. We had some timelines um, that we wanted to hit, but there was you know, nothing like, you have to announce this to the world on this date or we're in trouble. So we actually successfully built a 1.0 release of that feature in much less time than expected, than expected. And we were able to get it out to some clients. We started to get feedback and we continued tweaking on it and we built it into something that was pretty darn good. Um, but we really did take this approach of not waiting until it was perfect, until we thought, okay, we've thought of everything, we've got everything fixed. And when we released that 1.0, it was definitely functional, but then there were other things, mostly enhancements, that our clients were asking for. So that's another example of this. And a lot of companies, they actually try and take the opposite approach. And they get hung up on not wanting to release a, project, a product or a service until it's exactly the way they want it to be. Now, the problem with doing this, and this is what could have happened with that feature that we released, is you could completely miss the mark. Until you get it out there in the world and get feedback, you're not going to know if you're really on track or not. I mean, it doesn't really matter how smart you are and how great of an idea you have, but until that thing is out there for people to use it for its intended purpose, you're not going to know if you hit the mark or not. And so this is an example of when, if you're just waiting for that perfect moment to do this, it just may not come. When Apple released their first version of the Apple Watch, they told this story that it could do anything and everything, and it had all of these features that they were touting. And it was like they were throwing a whole bunch of things at the wall, meaning its consumers, and seeing what stuck. And that's kind of what they did, but they got it out there and let people start using it. And what ended up sticking were fitness and health-related features. And you'll see that they've doubled and tripled and quadrupled down on those types of things since they released that original Apple Watch and just kind of progressively added more and more of those features into the mix. Now, there are still other things that it can do, and they refine those as well, but that's really where it's become important. So the lessons we should take from all of these stories is that waiting to get something perfect doesn't necessarily get us where we think it's going to, and that maybe there's a better way to handle these types of situations. So one of the things I just want to discuss briefly is when I say good enough is good enough, what do I mean? I don't mean settling. I don't mean uh, whatever happens, happens. I mean something like you got to jump from the train after the tunnel, but before the ravine. Now, again, since we're not in a spy movie, we got to try and relate that to real life. I also mean avoiding things like overthinking something. Because generally what we do when we overthink it is we overcomplicate it and try and do too much instead of going simple and getting things out there. Good enough could mean that I have enough information, knowledge, or training. Or that there are enough planets aligned, maybe not all of them, but there are enough of them aligned that I have a reasonable chance of success. And sometimes good enough may also mean that this is as good of an opportunity as I'm going to get. It may not ever get any better, and so I need to take advantage of it. Now, here are uh, a few things that um, 
I want you to think about. So if if I'm talking about times when I'm going to procrastinate and or when I'm waiting for that, I may say things like once I have a little more experience or once I have more money saved up or I just need to review it again or I just need more information. So those are some of the phrases that indicate we're really trying to wait for perfection and figure out what we're doing. Now, if we're going to say good enough is good enough, we may turn those phrases around a little bit and we may say things like, instead of once I have a little more experience, I could turn that into, I have enough experience to get started and I'll learn along the way. Once I have more money saved up can turn into, I don't have quite as much as I wanted, but if I make some changes, it's sufficient. I just need to review it again turns into, I'm going to get feedback no matter what, so I'm going to turn it in and I'll continue to refine it as I need to. And I just need more information turns into, I have enough information to get started and I'll fill in the blanks as I go along. And then a few other thoughts that might help out with this concept of good enough is good enough is my plan is good enough to get started. Just remember that anytime you make a plan, as soon as you get started, you got to refine it anyway. So trying to get it perfect just isn't going to work. Another one may be my strategy is good enough and I'll refine it as I go. And I already talked about this one a little bit, but the timing is good enough and I can make it work. So those are some of the flip around of those phrases that say I'm waiting for perfection and then turning it into a phrase that says, you know what, I'm just going to go with good enough is good enough. So I hope that's, I hope you understand now what I mean by good enough is good enough. There's nothing in here that says I'm settling. It says, oh, this is a terrible situation, but I'll just have to make do with it. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about taking the little wins that you have in front of you at the moment and saying, I can work with these to get where I want to go versus waiting for everything to come together like we all hope it will. And it just never really does. Now, some of you are probably saying, yeah, that sounds great, but I have no idea how to overcome these perfectionist tendencies or this desire to have everything aligned before I jump in. So let's talk about how we get to the good enough is good enough from where we are today. So first and foremost, I think you need to identify what matters most. Now, in jumping from the train, not to keep going back to the Spire action movie, but in jumping from the train, I want to jump when I have the least chance of dying, right? There's probably never going to be a great opportunity to jump from a moving train unless you're a Navy SEAL or something like that. But I want to jump when I have the least chance of dying, okay? That's what matters the most to me. And so then you can figure it out from there instead of waiting for the perfect opportunity. The other thing we really need to think about is simplifying and identifying where you might be overthinking things. That's one of the biggest problems that I think I have is that when I'm laying out a plan or a strategy or something like that, and that probably contributed to the 30-page deck, if I'm really honest about it, is that I'm overthinking things and putting too much into it rather than simplifying, right? Now, I know that for this next iteration of this uh, slide presentation, which I totally expected to happen, that I've got to simplify it in order to take it to an executive audience. So that's fine. I'm going to take all of that detail and break it down and simplify it into something that's much more consumable. So think about how can I simplify and where might I be overthinking things? Now, I've talked a lot about having plans in the past and you still need to have a plan, 
But the plan needs to allow you to adapt as you start moving. Think about agile software development, right? I'm going to release a version one, and then I'm going to adapt as I go, right? I'm not going to wait until everything's perfected to get it out there. Having a plan that says, yes, I've got some ideas of where I want to go. I know what the plan is, but there's enough flexibility in there for us to adapt also helps us to deal, deal with fear and risk, right? I talked about this several episodes ago, but sometimes we don't move forward because we're afraid or we don't want to take on the risk. And having a plan that's flexible and accounts for some of the likely scenarios will help us overcome that fear and be able to mitigate the risk. And one other thing associated with this, when we have a plan and we start to move forward, is we should be always reminding ourselves that most actions and decisions we make, they're not final. Now, there are some extreme things you can do that are pretty final, but most of the decisions we are gonna make, most of the steps we're gonna move forward, most of the actions we take, they're not gonna be final. And we can go in and we can course correct or adapt and adjust and then continue to move forward, okay? So first, identify what matters most. Think about where you're uh, overthinking things and simplify it. Have a plan that's flexible enough to let, that you can adapt. And then once you get all of that done, you need to set some expectations. Now, normally we think of setting expectations as you know letting our boss or our family or whoever know what's going on. But I think we also need to set some expectations with ourselves. That could be something as simple as saying, this isn't going to be perfect. It isn't perfect. But I know what I'm going to do to adapt as I need to moving forward. So set those expectations with others that are impacted but also set those impact expectations with yourself so that you don't feel like you have to, everything has to be perfect for you to continue to move forward and for you to consider this a success. And then go, take that first step. You know, go out of the light and into the little bit of the dark, even if you don't have all the answers, right? Take that first step forward. That's the hardest one sometimes to do is to just take that first step and then let things start to build momentum let some things happen that you have to adjust to, especially if you've got some unknowns. It might be okay for there to be a mistake because then that clarifies things. Just like turning in that presentation, I got some input as to what's most important to the executive team. So now I know how to narrow that presentation down, right? So you need to go. And that go step leads to a couple of different things. One of the things you want to do in agile software development is you want to find out you're on the wrong path very, very quickly. And so I don't want to sound negative when I say this, but you want to fail quickly so that you can course correct quickly, right? The sooner I realize that I'm not on the right path or the sooner I realize that I've made a mistake or that what I've been planning all along isn't going to work out, the better off you are because that means you can course correct early. If I were to spend six months working on laying out this perfect plan or this perfect strategy and all of that kind of stuff, and then say, here we are, we're ready to go. And they say, oh yeah, you were going south, but we're supposed to be going north. So now we have to redo everything. That's not good. I could have identified that if I had turned in a first draft in month one and said, oh, I'm headed in the completely wrong direction. Let's flip that around and start going in the right direction. So once we go, we want to pay attention so that and either we'll succeed quickly, which is the other part of this, or we're going to fail quickly or find these places to course correct that's important to do that as quickly as possible. Now, the positive side of that is we also want to see our successes as quickly as we can so that we know where to continue our focus. And 
I'm working with a client and there's a, a strategy that we're putting together and we're not quite sure what the demand from their customers really is going to be, whether it's going to be path A, path B, path C, or a combination of all of them. And one of my conversations with my client is that we need to at least start down all three of those paths, right? We sooner rather than later, rather than waiting till next year or the end of next year or sometime in the future, because we want to start down all three of those paths as quickly as possible because we could get down path A and realize, wow, everybody really wants path A. So now we need to shift resources from path B and path C over to path A, right? Or it could be, you know what? They don't want any of these. They want something completely different. So we want to either know that these two paths are bad and that this one's good, right? Or know that they're all good. So that's the fail quickly or succeed quickly because no matter which one it is, whether you find out you're on the wrong path or whether you find out on the right path, that allows you to continue to adapt your course and to focus where it makes the most sense to focus. I hope that's helpful. Like I share in almost all of my episodes, knowing, knowing when to act or move forward or when to wait is something we should be deliberate about. We shouldn't leave it to chance and just go jump and figure it out along the way. But we also shouldn't, we should be aware that waiting for that perfect moment it may never come. So if we're stuck in this, I'm waiting for the perfect moment, we've got to embrace this theory of good enough is good enough. And if I'm the type of person that just jumps and figures out along the way, maybe that's the time where I need to learn to wait and be a little more patient and figure at least a few things out and get to the good enough is good enough point before I start moving things forward. In most key things in our lives, we'll probably never know enough have enough experience, be completely prepared, or have a perfect deliverable. So why wait around for that? Why set that expectation for ourselves? Figure out what good enough means for you in a particular circumstance, and then go for it. And just to reiterate, how do we get there from here? Identify what matters most, think about simplification and eliminating overthinking, have a plan that's flexible, Set expectations with yourself and others, and then go. And remember, you want to fail quickly and succeed quickly so that you know how to course correct or where to continue to put your focus. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you for sticking with me to the end. I know this is a little shorter episode, but hopefully it's a good message. Just don't forget, do all the things. Share, like, post, review. Send me feedback. Love to have that. And until next week, figure out something you've been waiting on that might just be good enough and take that first step. And then share that experience with someone else in your life so that they can find the courage to do the same. Thank you. 